Well, hey, it is good to be back with you all today. I think I'm on. Did I turn myself on? There we go. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, good to be back with you on this uh, fine uh, Sunday morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Okay, um, if I look back at, uh, at 2022, okay, pull up the data this week, the top five grossing movies of 2022 up here, uh, we got Jurassic World, uh, I think was in fifth place. Uh, Avatar was in fourth. Now Avatar is still out, so maybe it'll uh, pull up. Huh? Well, uh, yes, it, I know. It, it's kind of carrying over. If I just look at data from last year, I know. Just, just Okay, it, it may get bigger. Um, anyway, uh, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and then the top, uh, I think Maverick took in like $1.5 last year. Um, but if we, look at, if we look at these movies, right? I just selected these because they were top, top grossing movies. Um, if we look at these movies, if I were to come to you and say, guys, these aren't just movies. They're all real. Why are you laughing at me? Come on. You don't, you don't believe Wakanda exists, people? Like, you know... And, and, I mean, and don't you know that, that they, have, they have taken the DNA out of mosquitoes that bit a dinosaur, uh, whatever, blah, 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 they say this in the story, and then they made it, and now their dinosaurs are ruling some island and, you know, going to take over the world? Um, you know, Doctor Strange and, you know, the Time Lords and all this other sort of stuff, right? You, you don't think that stuff's real? I mean, uh, Maverick, Maverick maybe at least is kind of set in pseudo-reality, but if you have ever, I mean, I don't know, I've, I've never been in the military, um, but I find it, there's so much about it that I'm like, eh, I really hope our military doesn't act like this. Um, I, you know, secret missions to blow up things and all these missiles, about half the way they say the missiles work is not true, but anyway... Um, but there's so much unbelievable about it. And not, okay, not, there's the sci-fi part about it that's unbelievable in all, of, in all of them. There's also the conversations. Have you ever, like, thought about a movie conversation? It's like, no one talks like that, right? But they're going, 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 anyway. Um, the thing about all these movies, I can be entertained by them, but I know they're not real. You know, if, if there's some problem going on in my life, I don't say, hey, Dr. Strange, can you help me out here, right? Um, I don't, I'm not afraid of dinosaurs coming out and eating me, right? Um, when there's problems here, I don't go to these people and to these stories. Um, I don't relate to them, right? I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, you know, Dr. Strange and I are going to go hang out. I, I don't talk like that. That's weird, man. Um, he's strange. Uh, and, and we started this new series last week called He Gets Us. 
And, and last week, I kind of kicked off the series talking about how Jesus was in this process of preparation. He, wasn't, he didn't just go, hey, I'm a baby one day, and the next day I'm walking on water, right? There's a 30, 30 plus year period where he is growing, where he's developing. He's got to learn how to walk. He's got to learn how to be toilet trained. He's got to go to school. He's asking questions. He is growing uh, in all these areas. He's submitting to his parents. He's working a job. Uh, um, and and kind of, he dealt with pain, suffering, all the challenges uh, of growing up. Uh, and then eventually he was baptized. He submitted himself uh, to that. This is 30-year process uh, of growth in his, uh, in his earthly life for his three years of ministry. And one of my big challenges last week was for us to consider that because I don't believe Jesus is sci-fi. I don't believe Jesus is fake. I believe he's someone he can, we can relate to. He has gone through so many of the exact same experiences that we go through as we talked about last week. He understands where we are at. He's not gonna have some fake conversation with us. And today, we're gonna be continuing this study looking at the life of Jesus, going through Matthew. And we're gonna be looking at a bunch of the miracles that Jesus did. And unfortunately, as I read these miracles that Jesus did, as I was just like reading them, there's part of me that looks at those miracles like those movies. Like, they sound good and all, but really? You really walked on water? You really calmed a storm? You really healed these people? That just sounds, I mean, that's, I mean, there's part of it as I really thought about it. I'm like, this just seems crazy. And I was just really challenged. I wouldn't go to Dr. Strange because I don't think he's real. And when I don't believe that my God is real, what Jesus is real, that he can do these things, I don't want to go to him either. But I, I, as I just was meditating through it, I believe Jesus has the power and he is relatable to us. He understands what, he's go- what we're going through. And because he has that power, because he relates to us, I can trust him no matter what situations I'm going through. I wouldn't call on these guys. But Jesus says, I want a relationship with you. I'm here with you right now. I have the power to change things. So that's what we're going to be talking about uh, today. Okay? Now, at your tables, do me a favor. Um, I just would love for you to talk as we're going to kind of prep about talking about his miracles. Which of Jesus' miracles do you find hardest to believe? What do you, would you most want to see? You got two minutes, two tables, go. In terms of what you want to see. Who here is on, I want, really want to see walk on water? Like, one, one, okay. Uh, calming the storm. I really want to see Jesus calm the storm. Okay. Eh. Feeding 5,000. Okay. You just want to eat the food? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lazarus, raising Lazarus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like some people, that I'm just raising my hand over. over. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, well, hey, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to dive into God's Word together. Uh, God in heaven, uh, I come before you and just, just praise you and thank you that you are the all-powerful God of the universe, Lord, and that you came in human form, uh, that we could know you, we could relate to you, uh, to die for us, Lord, that is absolutely crazy. 
And we're just uh, grateful for you, Lord. God, I pray you would help us today see you as, as not just some sci-fi figure, Lord, um, but as, a, as real, um, as with us, as, as relatable, as our friend next to us, Lord. Um, th- I pray that we would, we would see you as, as the one who has made the promise that you will never leave us or forsake us, Lord. Teach us, change us, instruct us today. In your son's name we pray, amen. So just to add a context, uh, uh, for some context, uh, Jesus is baptized, which we talked about last week, kind of initializing his ministry. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's tempted uh, in a few weeks. Uh, Noah's going to be talking about that. Uh, then he's going to call, call his, some of, start calling some of his disciples, which I think Lee is talking about uh, next week. Uh, he, he gives kind of the Sermon on the Mount, uh, which we'll be looking at at Winter Retreat. Um, and then there's this, this, this section of multiple chapters where Jesus is going heal after healing, 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 and more healing uh, that we will be looking at, uh, looking at today. So he started off in uh, chapter 8 in verse 1. It says this. When he came down from the mountain, this is after teaching the Sermon on the Mount, great crowds followed him. And behold, the leper came to him and knelt before him saying, Lord, if, you're, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, at first glance, this, this miracle seems kind of basic, right? There's this dude uh, with leprosy, he comes to God, he has faith in Jesus. Uh, and Jesus is like, boom, healed him. And you're like, okay, I've seen a bunch of miracles, read a bunch of miracles, no problem. But I want to look, look a little deeper here at this. Now, leprosy, if you don't know, is a, it's a skin disease. Um, and and um, it, it really messes with like your nervous system uh, and and. It, it ends up disfiguring you. It's, a, ew, it's horrible, yucky. Um, but today, uh, it's got a pretty basic cure uh, with some antibiotics. We don't really deal with it here in the U.S., and it really should be eradicated in the world, but sometimes some pockets uh, pop up uh, for a little bit of time, and then they're, they're, it's very easy to cure leprosy. And so I can read, uh, since I don't really experience leprosy, I'm like, what's, what's the big deal? But they didn't have antibiotics then. They didn't have a cure for it then. Um, so lepers were banned. They were shunned. Uh, they were put in separate leper colonies. Uh, they were outcasts. They wouldn't have any more contact with their friends or relatives. If you were a leper and you had to come and walk through any port of town, you were supposed to cry out and yell out, leper walking through, leper walking through, right? Uh, and and uh, you know, no one would touch you. No one could come near you. Just think about that for a second, though. All your friends never want to see you again. Your family doesn't want anything to do with you. They're all, everyone you go, people are deathly afraid of you. They shun you, banish you uh, to these leper colonies. This deep, deep level of hopelessness because they had no cure. Once you got it, it was, you were stuck with it for life and it would degenerate your skin, your feeling. You'd end up just miserable. And because it was contagious by contact, no one would ever touch you. And look at what Jesus does here. Jesus stretched out his hand to someone who's probably had no other human other than maybe another leper willing to touch him in years. Jesus reaches out and touches him. And it doesn't say he touched him and he just said, hey, you know, 
hope you're doing good, buddy. I'm willing to touch you. It says, immediately. Not like it took a few days, a week, or anything. Immediately, it's cleansed. I mean, this is crazy. This is mind-blowing stuff. And, and I, again, I, I, think, I think I can just read these three verses, and, you know, it's in my Bible reading of the day. I'll just kind of quickly read through them. And we just read through them, and like, boom, okay, yeah, Jesus here to leopard. But when you stop and you think about it, this is crazy what Jesus is doing here. And this is why all the people around him are going to be like, uh, what is going on? And this starts all these stories of healings and miracles. There's this paralytic, uh, paralytic that Jesus, uh, the centurion comes to him and says, hey, can you heal, the, heal this guy for me? And Jesus is like, yep, he's healed. Um, and he doesn't even need to go and talk to him. This Peter's mother-in-law has some fever, really ill. Uh, Jesus heals them. And, and just going healing, healing, healing healing all these people. A um, few verses later, uh, in verse 23, we read this. And he's, after, he's just healed a whole bunch of different people, uh, like the leper. When he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. Now, I'm not really sure. Jesus, like, I feel like I'm a sound sleeper. Jesus must have been one really sound sleeper. But it's probably because he'd been, he'd been doing a lot of ministry. He was tired. He was exhausted. He dealt with exhaustion and fatigue. He gets us, right? And so they're in the boat. Water's crashing over. Jesus is still somehow sleeping. I do not know how you sleep when you're getting sprayed with water. But whatever. Um, uh, Jesus got special powers like that. There's times I wish I could sleep. Anyway, um, okay, he's asleep, and then we continue. And they went and woke him, this is the disciples, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Now, this is another text, and uh, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit last week, too. I feel like we read some of these, and, we're, and we could just read it like, Hello, save us, we're perishing, please save but do, I'm willing to bet the disciples were probably like shaking, save us, Jesus, we're perishing. Thanks, Jaden. Love you too. Um, but they're like freaking out. They're in like panic mode here. And Jesus is like in probably just response to this super calm. Guys, why are we stressed? Don't, know you, don't you know who you're with here? Like you've seen a lot of these other miracles. You of little, little faith. Um, see, I think the disciples are seeing Jesus, even seeing some of his miracles, and think he's like you and I would think of like Iron Man, right? I'm not going to go to Iron Man for help because Iron Man isn't real. Sorry to bust it to you, break it to you. There's no, there's no Iron Man. I'm sorry. You know, but in the same way, they're like, Jesus, we don't think you can do something here. And Jesus like, you of little faith. Uh, and then he, ro- he rose, Jesus rose, he rebuked the winds and the sea. I kind of want to know like what Jesus' rebuke looks like. I mean, that's kinda... And there was great calm. And the men marveled saying, what sort of man is this that even the winds and the seas obey him? What sort of man is this? Now, I'm going to, hey, if you would roll that video real quick, just hit, just hit play on the video. You don't need to kill the lights. Keep the lights up. And just, uh, the next slide should be, uh, should be a video, okay? Here's some people at the, way, at, the, uh, at the ocean, okay? And I feel like that's like kind of me. I don't know if you've ever tried that. You're like, oh, here's a wave. I got my boogie board. And he just gets leveled. 
this lady here, she's just like nicely calming, like, oh, it's a peaceful time on the rocks. I'm chilling. There's nothing that can help me or hurt me because there's these rocks. Oh, man. Um, that's good. Look at this guy. He's like, I'm going to save this lady, right? Oh, there's a big wave. Look at, you know, he's like, I'm going to save you from this wave. Oh, yeah. No, no, you're not going to save it. It's probably bloody. And there's a classic, all these people like hanging. And there's some people like, oh, maybe the wave's coming. This could be a problem. I just look at the wall of like bodies coming and like, ow, 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 ow. Okay. No. Yeah. I don't know if you've been through ocean like that and you've tried to stand against a wave and you know it is not going to happen. And Jesus stands, he rebukes the winds and the sea and they listen to him. That's mind-blowing. Think about it. And as they look and they say, what sort of man is this? I want to challenge us with the problems and the issues that I face, problems and issues that you face, the struggles that are in front of you, the obstacles that you see in front of you, the hard hearts that you see in front of you, what are any of those in comparison to the God of the universe? Can any of those compete with the God who can heal the leper, who can calm the sea, and so many of these other miracles that we're looking at today? Um, they immediately crossed the sea and in, in, chapter, in verse 28 when they came to the other side to the country of the Garden of Scenes yeah, something like that two demon possessed men met him coming out of the tombs so fierce no one could pass that way okay these two crazy guys are there and they kind of control the area right they are so strong mighty whatever no one can mess with them it talks about in some of the other gospels that they would try to chain these guys no one could mess with them and they just kind of kind of rule rule this area no one could uh could control these crazy dudes right and he reads in verse uh 30, uh, 29, behold, they cried out, what have you to do with us, O son of God? Have you come to torment us before the times? The demons recognize who Jesus is and they are freaking out. Now, no one in the town could control them. They immediately see Jesus and they are begging Jesus. They are freaking out because Jesus is here. Uh, I knew this, uh, uh, this guy who's a 300 pound plus offensive lineman. He was at the, played for the University of Tennessee and in front of almost everyone, he was mean, tough, strong. Like, I mean, he's a big offensive lineman who puts you on the ground. If I tried to mess with him, I'd, it would hurt, right? Um, but he had this girlfriend, right? And his girlfriend was maybe like 5'2". I mean, she, you know, she was like 5'2", you know, petite little girl. Um, and, and she would just like, he would come and she would just start yelling at him, like screaming at him, like, and just control him, like whipping him, like, you need to do this, this is, and there's just like 300 pound offensive lineman, like cowering in fear, but this like 5'2", little girl. Anyway, I kind of see it like this, right? These two demons, right, that are just controlling this area, no one can come through, they're at Jesus' feet, like begging Jesus, please, Jesus, don't mess with us, please, 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 please. Now a herd of many pigs was feeding at some distance from them. And the demons begged him saying, if you cast us out, send us into this herd of pigs, please. They're begging for Jesus' mercy. 
And Jesus said to them, go. So they came out, went to the pigs, and behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank and drowned in the waters. Okay, again, this would be really weird to see all these pigs like jumping in the sea. Um, crazy, uh, crazy stuff. Um, and then the, the herdsmen fled and are going into the city and told everything, especially what happened to the demon-possessed men. Behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. They're like, dude, you are too strong. You are too real. We can't handle you. Would you please, would you please, please leave? And I would just encourage you and I want to challenge you. I know there's just people in your life that you've prayed for for years. Maybe you've shared the gospel with them a hundred times, but they are a bully to you. They're mean to you. And you're like, this person will never change. This situation will never change. You're the strongest people that no one could contain. And the God of the universe instantly changed them. Do you believe God is that powerful in the situations in your life? Is God just something that's out there? Or is Jesus something that impacts my daily world, my daily life? Does he impact my fears? Does he impact the sin and the struggles that I face? Does he impact those hard situations that I'm just stressed about, I'm anxious about, I'm worried about? I'm like, God, what is going to go on in these? Those situations that keep me up at night, is God real? Does he impact those in my world? Or is he just something that's out there? Is he a science fiction thing? Or does he impact my world? You know, uh, it was a couple of years ago, and I know uh, a guy, uh, Fred and Jason Lemonson, came in here and share, uh, shared. It's a father, son. Jason was a drug addict for uh, a bunch of years, and uh, they came and shared with you guys. Um, and and uh, Fred, I've been friends with Fre- friends with Fred for a long time. He and I pray together with a group of guys every every week, um, and we prayed for his son for years. Years upon years. And, and God in his mercy radically changed his son's life and got him out of addiction. And I can tell you story after story of students that have come through the youth group that I'm like, dude, this, this kid's got some. And, but God worked in their lives. God changed them. God does amazing things in people's lives. Who someone is today isn't who they will be because there is an all-powerful God who is at work. Now, everyone uh, at your tables, uh, leaders, there should be some three-by-five cards in your folders. There should be some pens there. And I want everyone to take a three-by-five card. Um, take a three-by-five card. If you need more, raise your hand. Uh, there's some more in the back, leaders. I want everyone to take a three-by-five card uh, and a writing utensil, Okay. And this is, this is something that I want this is something that I want to give you some time on is this. I would love for you shh, hey guys, vibe your attention real quick, okay? This is a card for you, okay? This isn't something I'm collecting or reading or anything like that. Okay? This is a card for you. And I and this is kind of some personal reflection for you. I would love for you to write down, hey. What's something, you don't need to write your name on this or anything, what's something you want to see God change in you? What's one situation you want to see God change in your world? So the first one, something you want to see God change in you. Hey, maybe there's a sin pattern that I want to change. I don't want to be as anxious in these situations. What is it? 
What's the situation you want to see God change in your world? Hey, this person I know is sick, struggling with uh, whatever. And finally, who's someone you want to see come to know Jesus? This is something for you uh, and just, just you. Um, but I'd love for you to take, uh, take two minutes. Uh, write those down. Think about them. Say, God, what is it that I would love, uh, like, I'd love to see you do? And I hope you see kind of where we're going with this is that challenge. Do I believe that God will work in these situations? So take a minute at your, by yourself. I'd mainly like to just read a, a fair amount of the next chapter of Matthew. And I just want you to just, as I read this, meditate on it and think about, think about some of the things that are happening in this chapter, okay? This is in chapter 9, verse 18. While he was to, saying these things, this is Jesus to them, behold, a ruler came in and he knelt before him saying, my daughter has just died. But come lay your hand on her and she will live. A ruler comes to Jesus, <laughs> like she's dead. I don't know how much experience you guys have had with dead bodies, but she's like to say she is dead, but I believe you will touch her and, he, and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him and with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years, 12 years, that's most of your whole lives, came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Other accounts uh, says of this story says that she had spent all her money on doctors, the hopelessness that she had, right? I mean, and just the pain and agony. I mean, she's had a 12-year period. Um, but all she believes is if I just touch Jesus' cloak, I have to just touch him, and I'm going to be healed. And Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. He believed. And instantly, the woman was made well. Twelve years of agony. I touched him. All my problems gone. That's crazy. Absolutely insane. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house, saw the flute players in the crowd making commotion, the, the music, that's their, uh, those would be like their, their funeral festivals or, already, or a funeral procession is kind of already going on here, right? Everyone here is convinced she is dead. There's not a question or anything about it. They're already starting her funeral. He said, this is Jesus, go away, saying go away funeral procession for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. They're like, dude, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. You don't know what you are talking about, Jesus. See, in their minds, it was hopeless. And the woman who was bleeding some lines, it was absolutely hopeless. There was nothing that could happen. They had no chance. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. Someone who was dead. Everyone was 100% convinced this girl was dead. There wasn't a question in their mind. They had already started a funeral. He just says, hey, here's my hand. And she lives. This isn't sci-fi here, people. 
This is reality that the God of the universe entered our world and he has entered your world and he's entered my world. He's not just out there. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I am with you. He says, we can pray to him. We can talk to him. He wants to, he says, I'm I'm standing at the door and knocking. If you just open the door, I want to come in and hang out with you, right? I'm right there. He's not out there. He is with us. And that God who has the power to just say, here's my hand, dead person, rise. He wants to make that same impact in my life and in your life. And I got to start believing that he's not sci-fi, but he is real. And there's other people that he goes on and heals over and over in this passage. And it says, and Jesus went through all their cities and villages, teaching their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, healing every disease and every affliction. Not just some diseases, not just some afflictions, every single one. There wasn't one that he was like, oh man, I can't do anything about that one. Darn it. You know, I could deal with, I could do with leprosy, but I couldn't do with blindness or muteness or you got cancer. Ah, sorry, I can't, can't help you there. We go to doctors, right? And then you got to like go to the specialists. Like there are cancer doctors. There's eye doctors. Just like, no, I got it all. Boom, done, solved, problem. Nope, no more problems, right? And, and then this is the crazy thing as he's doing this, right? He's not doing it and be like, yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man. You guys are, whatever. I'm just cooler than you. Look at his heart behind these miracles. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He's not up there like, darn it, you have problems too. Oh, I wish you could just be done with problems. I know, I'm sorry, I'm going to apologize to my kids. I know at times they come to me with issues and I'm like, Jesus is like, hey, I've got compassion for you. See, he loved you so much, he loved me so much that he came into this world to die a painful death on the cross for your sins and for my sins. That everyone who would place their faith in what he has done for them would have their sins past, present, future paid for. That that all my sins washed away, done, dealt with. That I have a relationship with God now. That he is with me right now. That he dwells inside me right now. And that I'll spend an eternity with him in heaven. That's crazy and awesome. But God looks at us with this compassion and with this love. And if you take that note card that you have, I think we can easily look at those problems on it, those people that we prayed for, them, but they're never, they just are so hard to the gospel. We can be like, God, there's nothing that's going to happen here. But not only is he all powerful, he has eyes of compassion on the things that pain you and pain me. And our theme verse for the whole series is really comes down to what we read in Hebrews chapter 4. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. This passage that I talked about last week, because we have this high priest who has dealt with everything that we've dealt with, we can go to him with confidence. And I believe we can take those requests that are on your card and I'm like, God, I hope you can do something with them. But with confidence, approach him. If, if that request is, God, I want to be less anxious this year. With confidence, we can go to him and say, God, I need your help with this. I need your peace in these situations. And God was like, okay, let's work. Let's go here, right? With that friend, yes, it, sometimes I've been praying for people for decades and they're still hard, but I believe God is at work in their lives. And he's moving and he's acting 
and I can confidently go before him. Last thing I'm going to read out of scripture, story found in Mark chapter 9. Uh, there's a dad with a demon-possessed son, and he is just overly burdened with his son. And I, as, a, as a dad, when my kids are in pain and hurting, like I, I feel this dad's pain, right? And we read this, and Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening? And he said, from childhood, and it's often cast him into fire and water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help. You see just this desperate dad coming to Jesus, saying, please, please help. And Jesus said to him, if you can, have you seen all these other miracles I do, right? If you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Not some things, all things are possible for the one who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. You know, as I look at some of the hard situations in my world, in my life, similar to some of the things you probably wrote down on your card, I'm like, God, I know you can change these, but there's part of me that's just really struggling to believe. And God even wants to help us in that. He is so near, he's so real, he's so personal, even in the things you're like, I don't know what you're doing here. I'm struggling to believe you. God says, I want to help you even to believe me. And you may be struggling today and be like, Jesus is just a story. But I promise you, he's real. He's with us. He cares. He has an eyes of compassion towards you, your pain, and your mess. And he's promised to never leave us or forsake us. Let all things work together for good for those who love him or call according to the promise. He's a good God. Let's trust him today. And let's beseech him and pray for these things. And some of them take time, but I believe God is working. Um, I want you to take your card right now. And at your tables, I want you to just take a few minutes, take a minute as the band comes up. Take a minute and just pray. Take some time praying over those things, saying, God, help my unbelief in those situations. I'm going to close this in prayer in just a minute, and the worship band will play. But take a moment, everyone bow your head at your tables, and just pray and take some time asking the Lord on your own to move and act in those situations. God in heaven, today we acknowledge you aren't just some story of science fiction, Lord. Not some made-up myth or legend. You are the all-powerful, all-mowing, all-loving, good God of the universe. And we worship you, we praise you, and we honor you today. But Lord, each of us have things on our heart, whether it's something we want to see changed in us or in our world or a friend we want to see come to know you, Lord, we each have those different hard situations, challenges, things on our brain, Lord. God, today, I pray that you would help us know that you are real. I pray that you would help us know that you aren't out there, just some out there distant God, but you have an eyes of compassion on the situation and the mess in our world, Lord. God, today we acknowledge, Lord, that we believe, but Lord, we need your help with our unbelief. 
God, help us to see that you are working in these situations. Help us to see that you're God, that you're not distant, that you haven't forgotten us, Lord. Help us to trust that. Help us to know that you are there, Lord. God, expand our faith. Expand our confidence in you. Help us to come before you with the confidence with these situations. Help us not just say, well, I prayed about it one time, nothing else happened. Lord, help us to just daily this week and in this month and this year to come, just boldly go before you over and over with these requests, knowing that you hear, knowing that you're moving, knowing that you're acting, Lord God. God, I thank you again that you are powerful and that you are all powerful. I thank you, Lord, that you're not just kind of good. Everything about you is good. We worship you. We praise you today. We look to you, Lord, because we know I can't do it on my own, but you can. Thank you, God. In your son's name we pray. Amen.